Oh, hi there. Ollie Anderson here. You're listening to Creative Status. This is a podcast about using your creativity to improve your life, getting you more connected to yourself, more connected to the world, more connected to reality itself as you dive into yourself via the creative process, bring something up to the surface and can be more giving of your true self, which allows you to have a better, more flowing, more authentic life. This podcast episode is an interview with Bracka Getz. She is a children's author. She's very prolific. She's written 42 books, um, all of which share the theme of kind of tapping into your real self or the version of yourself that's aligned with the truth and sharing that version of you with the world. To me, that's a really important theme because ultimately it's what it all comes down to. If you've heard me talking or read any of my stuff anywhere else, I'm always saying first you have to uncover the truth, then you have to share the truth. And that's basically the process that we're talking about with this whole uh, creative journey thing we're exploring on this podcast. In the interview, Bracker says some really, really, really amazing and energizing, like I'm not exaggerating, by the end of this conversation, I felt a bit high, but very energizing things about how creativity allows us to be more grateful for life, how it helps us to increase our awareness of who we are and what we have to give, how that can make us more open and by how giving that true version of ourselves to the world, we actually receive more from life because we get involved in this kind of interplay of reciprocity and interdependence or something like that. Um, I really think you'll enjoy this interview. Like, like I said, I was super energized by the end of this conversation. We uh, both got excited by some of the insights we were kind of unpacking and uncovering. So I hope you enjoyed this interview. Bracker, thank you again for coming on the podcast. And uh, if you like what you hear, leave a review. You can subscribe. If you know any guests, um, that might be able to kind of get on this wavelength and go down these rabbit holes and let me know. Otherwise, just enjoy the episodes and I'll see you next time. Thanks a lot. Enjoy. Oh, hi there, Bracker. Um, thank you for joining me today on Creative Status. Um, you are a very prolific, creative individual. You've written a lot of books. Would you mind just introducing yourself and telling us about, you know, the kind of books that you do write and maybe even how you've managed to write so many of them or okay. anything else that you want to t- tell us. Sure. I'll say, I'll say hi there. Hi there, everybody. So um, basically, I'm the author of 41 children's books. I, I call them books that help children's souls to shine. That's what they all have in common. And and then I'm the author of one candid memoir about my life's journey for adults. So yeah. And oh how how did oh it's it's not that hard to write so many picture books. They don't have that many words in them. So that's why <laughs> I'm very prolific like that. <laughs> right, okay. So th- this idea then that they all come back to of you know helping children in this case to see how their souls can shine. Is there something that we can use there as a starting point for this conversation? So how, how would you say in general 
we can start allowing our souls to shine through a little bit more. And how would you explain that in kind of simple terms that, you know, even a child can understand? Okay, great. Well, one thing that I love, I've, I've been loving to share, which I told you about when we spoke before, mm-hmm. is called the pleasure ladder. So the pleasure ladder, it's a way, there are five rungs on the pleasure ladder, and I think they correspond to like the five fingers on our hand to show that we have the ability to bring pleasure into our life at any moment. Mm. Um, it's within our own hands. So um, the lowest level on this ladder are all the sensual pleasures. So I'll just name a few, you know, like um, eating healthy foods, um, spending time in nature, moving, moving our bodies, um, music. And then the second rung on the pleasure ladder is love. And again, how... How is love empowering? It seems to be dependent on other people. But but the love on this ladder is about us focusing on the virtues of other people. In other words, mm. feeling gratitude for for different qualities that other people have. That's how we fill ourselves up with 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 a warm emotional feeling. The next level up is meaning. Doing something meaningful is an even more lasting pleasure. Doing something good and meaningful for the world, giving back in gratitude. And the, wow. the level above that is creativity. So, Yay. yeah, creativity, like we we go into a zone when we are being creative, like time doesn't matter anymore and wow yeah we don't feel like eating or sleeping we are on such a high level of pleasure when we're in the in the zone of being creative and and the highest level is transcendence that's it's the high, it's the greatest pleasure it's it's that state of awe and wonder when when the veil of separation is lifted, we see how we're all connected and we're all, we're all connected to source energy. So it's, 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 it's just the greatest pleasure. It's also when we transcend our own limitations, like, like we, we, we begin to make a crack, one little crack in a bad habit, you know, we transcend ourselves and Mm. it's, um, so I totally forgot the question now that you asked. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the question just was, like, how does this theme of allowing our souls to shine, yeah. um, how do you express it in a simple way? And, and I think you've done that because you've given us this amazing system that we can kind of walk through these five steps. So the sensual oh. stuff, the, uh, the love thing, meaning, creativity, and then transcendence. Um, yes. Yeah. And I- I, I, I forgot to say that this is not coming off of the top of my head. This is based on ancient mystical wisdom and 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 the five levels of pleasure, they correspond to the five levels of the human soul. So 
the lowest level of our soul is the part that's connected to our body. That's why the sensual pleasures, when we experience them with gratitude, they light up our soul. They fuel our soul. They uplift us. So these are the things. And I also forgot to mention that the only price that we pay to climb each rung is mm. gratitude. Gratitude is what fills us up, and that's what gets us to experience each rung of pleasure. Wow. Okay, so we've got quite deep into this already, which I think is amazing. For me, everything you just said really resonates quite strongly with the way that I see the creative journey as a whole. So in, in my simplest possible terms, the creative journey is about going from a state of fragmentation or per perceived fragmentation or separation, as you said, mm -hmm. and then going through a creative process of becoming more whole, basically. And mm -hmm. the path that we all take on that journey might be slightly different for all of us. The scenery is going to be different, but the, <laughs> under, the underlying structure of fragmentation to wholeness is yes. always the same thing. And normally, in my experience and understanding anyway, normally the thing that stops us going down that pathway from fragmentation to wholeness or from the body to transcendence in the uh, framework that you shared with us, the thing that stops us is our ego stuff. So the ego being just an image that we've created of ourselves in order to hide all of our emotional stuff, so normally shame, guilt, trauma, the ideas that make us think that we're independent in the world or that we're separate from the world, all these different things. And they ultimately block us from moving um, towards transcendence, I guess. And the way that I understand it is the only thing that you can really transcend is your ideas about yourself ultimately. And I suppose what you're saying, if I understand properly, is that things like gratitude make it a lot easier to, to go down that pathway, to go through that journey or th through that process, because it's not going to be, it's going to stop you from getting in your own way or putting obstacles that don't need to be there. Some, something like that. Is that fair to say? Beautiful. Beautiful. Because what is gratitude? Like, what is gratitude to you? What does it mean? Mm. To me? I think gratitude ultimately, for me personally, is just acceptance. And I think the only, okay, maybe I'm going to get a bit too philosophical, but for me, the only thing that you can accept is reality. And the only thing that stops you from accepting reality is our judgments based on all the ego stuff, blah, 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 that I just talked about. And if you accept reality, then you just feel this amazing connection to things. And I think for me, that connection is, is gratitude. So for example, maybe um, most mornings before I start doing my work, I'll do like a gratitude journal. It's nothing major, but I'll just sit down and I'll just list things that I'm grateful for. Wow. And just, just doing that, it only takes like two or three minutes or whatever, but just doing that uh, spontaneously, just letting everything come out that needs to come out. It just makes me accept my life more and feel yes. more connected to things. So I don't know if that really is a good definition, but it's something to do with acceptance of the way things are 
And when you do accept it and stop judging it, you can't help but notice how, like how beautiful or how amazing it all is anyway. It's something like that. Yes, yes, that's it. I mean, it's that recognition. That's what you're doing. You're you're recognizing it. You're recognizing we're not estranged. We're not all disconnected. You're recognizing the connection. And what we're recognizing also is all the loving kindness that we're receiving every moment. It, Mm -hmm. we can, we can so easily take everything for granted. And, you know, I, I, I believe that the pandemic was a tremendous push forward spiritually for all of us, like almost globally, Mm -hmm. everybody lost so much all at once. And, and we began to appreciate so many things we took for granted, like gathering with other people, um, a hug, our breath, our mm. health. Mm. These we, we, we began to appreciate these things again. This pushed us tremendously forward. It's, it's an opportunity for us to keep going in that direction and keep becoming more grateful and joyful people. And this mm-hmm. is what facilitates creativity. Because like you said, wow. when when the, the ego blocks that, we're afraid of failing, looking mm-hmm. like a, a goofball. You know, I mean, what if it doesn't come out perfectly? That has nothing to do with gratitude. When, we, when we're in this gratitude state, we just want to give back whatever we have, whatever we wow. can. We just want to mm. let our souls shine. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There's so many things there. I'm trying to, uh, I've been making notes as you're talking, so I don't forget all these like little points that are popping up and jumping around in my brain. Let's go back to this um, thing about recognition to start with, right? So I, I love that idea that ultimately gratitude is about recognition. That was a yes. much more succinct um definition than i gave and it's bang on it is just recognizing the the amazing things that are in your life and just appreciating that they're there ultimately right but we can also say sorry i I cut you off then but creativity and recognition can also be kind of one and the same i think when i'm trying to make these connections in, in my head so like we said the creative process is about going from fragmentation to wholeness or from the bodily stuff to transcendence and all of that kind of thing, the only way you can go down that path is if you shine light or you bring attention to or you become aware of the things that you've been hiding from yourself because you've been blocking them with your ego stuff and you've hidden certain qualities and uh, parts of yourself down in, in your shadow self or the shadow territory, as I call it. And the creative process is actually the process of bringing up a lot of those things you've been hiding from yourself so you can recognize them, see what's actually there in reality, in truth, and uh, move up that path towards transcendence. Is that a fair thing to say? Beautiful, because when we recognize these blockages, there's um, there's a wonderful psychotherapist she's very well known her name is tara brock and she calls the steps rain 
rec- mm. recognizing the pain, um, recognizing, appre- appreciating. Is it appreciating? And then investigating and then nurturing. Mm. So these are, I'm not sure about the appreciation, but any, but, um, <laughs> but, these, but these steps, you know, it, 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 it is, it's facing the blockages so that we, with, with loving awareness, mm. we can begin to remove them so that the energy can flow in the way it was meant to flow, you know, um, but we all have blockages. That's, that's universal. We're all here. If we were just totally flowing beings in totally just in our spiritual state, we wouldn't be here now. We're on this journey together to, you know, not to see through each other, but to see each other through. We're all here working together, you know, to help Mm. each other through the blockages and, and, and connect more, like you say, to our real selves. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Like, what do you think are the most kind of common blockages that people have? So I, I think, you know, our, our natural state is to be constantly moving towards wholeness, basically, right? We have a natural drive inside of ourselves to become more connected to ourselves, more connected to the world, and more connected to reality itself or existence or whatever you want to call it. And um, for whatever reason, we get conditioned or we start to believe and hypnotize ourselves <laughs> with something that causes these blockages. So what, where do you personally think they come from and what kind of blockages have you noticed that a lot of people might struggle with and what can well, they do about them? Yeah, all the trauma that people go through in this world, you know, it's 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 all here to refine our souls, to to make us into better people. But um, you know, it's a struggle. We we all have within us. For, every time we get hurt, there are messages telling us that we're unworthy, and and this same therapist she calls it the unworthiness trance that we're in. You know, people are all going around with voices telling them that they're unworthy. Um, it's it's an inner adversary pushing us down, and mm-hmm. it's a natural force. It's mm-hmm. actually coming from a, a, a an ultimately good place. It's it's designed to make us override that, choose gratitude, choose choose to create the um, synapses in our brain that go on the gratitude groove. And the more, the more we create that groove, the easier it becomes to live a life of gratitude. And um, that's how we, we overcome that inner adversary is actually, it's, it's all part of the designed process to make us into better people. So it's almost like, you know, life is, is, is this testing ground ultimately yes. for, for us to become more real. That's how, how I kind of think of it. Yes. We all have a personal trainer in our brain, knocking, kind of not giving us exercises to do, you know? Um, I say, don't call it a dumbbell, but it's like lifting a dumbbell. It, it, it's not dumb at all. It's, it's brilliantly wise. It's infinitely wise, but it's pushing against us, uniquely designed for each one of us, this personal trainer, you know? And, mm-hmm. and, and, 
as we push against it, we develop the gratitude muscles. We're really here in this world for gratitude. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. As you were saying that, I was just thinking, like, you're really making me think a lot here. Like, the final lesson I always think, like, I I wrote about this in, in one of my books, but the, the final lesson in life is always, always, always acceptance. That's what I think, right? And like we said, like acceptance and recognition and gratitude are all, you know, part of the same beast, so to speak. And ultimately, as we go through life, we're all going through this process of refining our relationship with ourselves and our relationship with others, ETC. And the more we go through these spirals of um, facing obstacles, overcoming obstacles, learning what's real as a result of that, going deeper and deeper into life, we just become more and more accepting of who we are and what life is ultimately. Some people, of course, they they resist that because they have too much uh, emotional stuff going on. So like we said, too much shame, too much trauma. Yes. Their resistance to life is is too rigid almost, and they, they're not ready to face life because of their emotional stuff. So they become more brittle, I would say. Yes. Ultim- ultimately, it is that journey of acceptance. Um, do you think it's worth looking at the ladder that you shared with us and just looking at how we become more accepting at each level in, and how that might help us in a creative way? Yes. As, as you were saying, one of the things you said we become more brittle and rigid because we need protection. That's the coping mechanism that we have to have. When the pain is too intense, we need protection. Mm. But the protection also Mm. protects us from the pleasure. Mm. So we're not able to experience life's pleasures when we're so protected. And, you know, that's how, that's why addictions are so widespread because people need that temporary comfort instead of the greatest pleasure that is also possible, you know, because when, when, when we eat something and it's delicious and um, like I say, you know, the junk food is designed to be delicious and addictive as opposed to the natural foods, which are designed to be delicious and nutritious. So when we eat that, the junk doesn't fill us with gratitude at the end. It's, it's a different kind of feeling. <laughs> um, and we just keep wanting more and more of it. It doesn't satisfy our mm. bodies or our souls. Mm. So um, we, um, the pleasure is never enough. And we, ju- we, we, people overeat because they want that pleasure they experience in 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 those few seconds when it's on the tongue to keep lasting forever <laughs> that brings comfort when a person is experiencing so much pain in their life you know so yeah. it brings protection and literally you know the layers of fat that develop just add layers of protection and and that's actually what happens so um it, it protects her. so we're not able to really fully experience the pleasure of life and mm-hmm. this is a reaction to like you know we've been saying the trauma and 
yes, it's, it's, it's accepting that life is full of pain. Mm. The pain can be part mm. of the process. It, the pain and the, our challenges that we're given as we journey through this world. And like when you think of giving birth, I mean, there's so much pain involved in giving birth. That's part of the process. When you think of climbing a mountain, there's pain involved in that struggle. But that's 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 what we're here for. In while we're while these spiritual beings that we are are placed in this body on Earth for this temporary period of time, there is pain involved in this world. But mm. we're here to to extract the sparks that are in everything, mm. help everything to shine with its spirituality, the, bring it out. And so, you know, despite the pain, because of the pain, we're, we're, it, it's all part of our process. Yeah. Of, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, 100%. Like, you can't have the, the good stuff without the bad stuff. Like, you need that tension and release that in, interplay between the pain and the pleasure to kind of refine yes. like we said your relationship with your own realness or your own soul or whatever you want to call yes. it your yes. connection to wholeness if, if everything was already complete if everything was just perfect then there would be no need there would, we wouldn't be able to experience anything basically yes it, it would exactly. be so yeah 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 it would be so boring if everything was just fine all the time. And so you need the ups and downs of life so you can become more alive, ultimately. Right, and it'll never be like that. Like, like the higher we rise, the more we let our souls shine, it, it, it will never be boring. There will always be endless creativity. That is mm -hmm. what life is about. It's, 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 it's the opposite of that um, of that dissociation, that loneliness, mm. that feeling of separation. It's endless connection. It, what we're all seeking is unconditional love. Mm. That's mm. what it is. It's it's, and it's not boring at all. You, I used to think, oh, that'll be so boring when everything's perfect, but. Per it's not about that. It's about constant growth, constant colors. It's, mm -hmm. you know, it, that's what, that's what bliss is about. That's what the state of ultimate gratitude yeah. gives us. Yeah. I think this, this attitude of, of gratitude, it allows you to not put extra resistance between ourselves and the natural or inevitable obstacles that are going to pop up in life. So like you said, you know, p pain is going to be a thing that happens to us sometimes. Loss is going to be a thing. Conflict is going to be a thing. Not knowing everything is going to be a thing. Blah, blah, blah. All of these things that just happen or that are just part of the human experience are something that you can't avoid. And so actually, if you look at them, if you look at them in isolation, then probably the ego side of us is going to be judging it and saying, oh, it's so unfair that there's all this pain in life or it's so awful that there's all this conflict. But if you take those things out of isolation and look at the bigger picture, you can see actually they're part of a process 
that allows you to keep growing real and to move up this ladder or to become more whole, whatever you want to say. And so actually, if you see it as part of the process, you can be grateful even for those things. And that allows you to be more creative as you're navigating those obstacles in life. Because if you're not grateful, if you don't accept it, it's just part of the journey and something we all have to deal with, then you just create all these, this extra level of unnecessary friction because of the ego resistance that we talked about. You're not accepting the reality and working with it. You're resisting it, but that causes an inner conflict as well. So you're battling yourself and reality because you're not grateful for the opportunity to just be here moving forward and growing. Yes. Yes. And you're, you, when, a, especially when a person goes through childhood intense trauma, like abuse or neglect, mm. it's really, really hard to be grateful in this world, you know, mm. because you're living in fear. Yeah. You're in, in a state of, um, hyper vigilance mm -hmm. about what's the next terrible thing that's going to happen in my life you know so you're living with intense need for control mm -hmm. and then you don't trust life you mm -hmm. don't trust life and you don't trust yourself so yeah. um it it, it it that's what comes from you know having because when a person goes through intense trauma as a child and they don't develop like a trusting relationship with their parents, because mm. those are like um, their caretakers, then they can't trust that the world is going to take care of them or they can't trust in themselves. Yeah. Um, so I feel like, see, when that happens, there's two things that are needed. We need therapeutic intervention, good therapeutic intervention to help remove those blockages. A person who suffered like that can't do it on their own, mm. almost always. Mm. And at the same time, the person needs to be nourishing mm. that, that their essence, nourishing their essence, again, with with little bits of gratitude so that they can begin to trust again that it's a world of ultimate loving kindness uh, like experiencing something like an orange you know because an orange if if you experience an orange with mindful gratitude like you recognize how the juiciness stays in for months and how it's got this a wrapper and in, it's individually packaged with 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 a peel that keeps the juiciness in and 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 it, it becomes bright and beautiful when it's ready i'm ready like before that it's green and it's camouflaged in all of this is designed with such loving kindness and that's just an orange and and then inside are the seeds seeds of eternity that you know it becomes a tree it becomes infinite more oranges and mm. You compare that orange to um, an orange-flavored tangy taffy. You know, it, it, the, the, even the wrapper pollutes the environment. It doesn't do anything good for your body. It, it wasn't designed with infinite intelligence or loving kindness. It's a, it's a whole different thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Like, I, I've never um, felt so excited about an orange, I have to be honest. <laughs> I, I think I'm, I'm going to go eat one after this. But um, what you said about trauma, I think is yeah. so important. 
So the way that I look at it, there's normal. I, I keep saying the same thing to be honest, but there's three main underlying emotional blockages that causes to kind of stop moving down this pathway from fragmentation to wholeness. So it's shame, guilt, and trauma. And obviously, I think most people, in fact, nearly all of us, I would say, have some kind of shame that we're dealing with or some kind of guilt that may be imposed on us from the outside world, even if it's just society in general. And if we're very unlucky, then we get trauma in the way that you've just shared. I think the end result of all three of those emotions, uh, underlying emotions, if we don't deal with them, if we don't face them, it's always the same thing, which is that we create this fake version of ourselves or an, a, a false image, shall we say, aka the ego, which we use to hide all of the, the shadow stuff that we've already talked about. Yes. I think with trauma, it's like the volume gets turned all the way up and people yes. people do become kind of uh, control freaks. I, I can't remember if that's how you described it, sorry, but yes. they lapse into control freakery because it is a defense mechanism, like you said. Life has treated them a certain way. Yes. And so they try and control everything so that they don't feel the pain that they've already uh, yes. felt and not been able to ride to the other side of. So I have a few questions for you there. The first question is, do you think, even though there's a kind of inherent conflict between trauma and creativity. Do you think that uh, creativity could help people to start processing some of their trauma? So the reason I'm asking this question is in my life, I've noticed that I always seem to be more creative when I've been through something that has like shaken me at the very least and traumatized me maybe a little bit. Maybe that's yeah. a, bit, a bit extreme, but the point is, if I'm dealing with difficult emotions, it's easier to, to write things down on paper or to you know draw things or whatever it is, because yes. it's th those emotions just need to get out. Um, so, yeah, what, what do you think about that before I drill you a bit more? Yeah, because, I mean, every book, the purpose of every book, <laughs> every movie, every song is a struggle. That's yeah. what makes it interesting. Yeah. That's what that's where the creativity flows from that struggle from those challenges in our life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this this is really interesting to me. So I think there's there's two main reasons, I guess, or two main things that cause us to be creative. Maybe three. So the first one is what we just said. There's some struggle or some emotional thing that uh, we've been through and it's basically caused us to question who we are, question what life is, and we go through the creative process in order to kind of deal with those emotions and to make sense of whatever's really going on inside us. Um, yes. It's that whole thing of making the unconscious conscious. So there's all this stuff going down beneath, on down beneath the surface. The creative process puts it in front of us so we can see and see and say to ourselves oh this is what i'm actually thinking this is what i'm actually dealing with so there's an emotional kind of creativity then the other kind seems to be that we have problems in life just obstacles challenges and we have to use our creativity as a way of um thinking outside the box so to speak so that we can overcome and transcend whatever that obstacle is or if there's genuinely no solution to accept 
reality by letting go and letting go of some of the illusions we're carrying that were making us think something that wasn't a problem was a problem if that makes sense um and then we can become more grateful and grow into ourselves that way the third reason i guess is just sometimes we just create things for the sake of it because we're enjoying the process um and it's fun but to be honest i think even in those cases if we get in the flow state at least there's always a bit more to it than just being about enjoyment we're in we're feeling it because there's a perfect balance between tension and release if that makes yes. sense between order and chaos and it's like we walk that tightrope and it feels good so a lot of the time it seems what we're saying is creativity is about processing things dealing with things um making sense of life making sense of ourselves so when we get to this final stage of transcendence or wholeness if we get there i think we can always go deeper especially if we're in uh you know fragmented human bodies and all these kind of things and there's always going to be new things popping up but when we get to this final stage of transcendence do you think we'll be more creative or will we be less creative because we've processed all this stuff and we've kind of reached this end point where you know we're just kind of accepting things and we're happy and we're fine and you know we're just floating around on cloud 9 i guess right there there is no end it's it's yeah. infinite yeah. There's there's infinite wisdom. That's the amazing thing. Yeah. And 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 the clarity is endless. We're 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 on this really endless journey, you know. Mm. We it's ridiculous to think that we're just like a bunch of skin and bones. That's not who we are. We we we're 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 this we're energy. We're all energy, you know. Mm-hmm. And we're all moving in a all of this creativity adds clarity. Mm. It's all it's all getting us closer to a state of oneness. Mm. Um so that, you know, I love the E equals MC squared. I just love that, you know? Mm. It that's such a unification statement and it's so simple. You know, we we are all energy. We're all connected. We're all connected to the same source energy. And there's there's just endless amounts of ways to combine all these colors. It's it, there's there's no limit. Yeah, that's amazing. And I, and I agree. I think we can always, always, always go more deeply into connection with life because yes. we're in our bodies and we're in you know we've got minds and so on and so forth so we're always going to experience life through the lens of uh i suppose perception and then interpretation yeah and so there's always a filter in the way as long as we're human beings and you can always push that even if you do go through this process of reconfiguring your belief systems and letting more light in accepting things more and so on and so forth you can always go deep. How did you come to this? How did you come to all this, these, you know, truths? Well, so I, my life, ultimately, um, I basically experienced the, the gap between my ego and reality like a whole bunch of times so the the main thing that happened to me the big thing that happened to me was i got ill 
Um, I, I got kidney disease, so I was quite sick and then I needed a transplant and all this kind of stuff. And then I did have a transplant and it went wrong. And wow. ultimately, yeah, just through that process, I, I had to kind of lose my expectations that were unreal. I had to yeah. see how reality actually worked. I had to accept so many inevitable truths about lives. So the, the main one I normally talk about is just death. When you, yes. f- yeah. So if you have a close call with death, it shows you that everything keeps moving, that everything is constantly changing around you, including your ideas about yourself. And if you don't accept that flux and you don't move with life, then you are ultimately holding yourself back from the thing that you want the most, which is to feel alive and to have an experience of truly um, embracing life. Because if you do that, then you're going to embrace you know, the full experience of yourself as a living being, whatever you want to call it. And the, the short version of that is that I just kept finding myself in a situation where I had to accept more and more and more about life. And because I used to be quite an idealistic person, I think that discrepancy between my ideas and the reality and the, the rocky road I had to traverse to narrow the gap between the two, (laughs) it just taught me, taught me so much. Um, the reason that I'm, you know, I'm so familiar with these ideas and it's quite easy for me to talk about it is because I've spent so much time writing about it and thinking about it and talking about it. So like I, I wrote a book, I, I, I don't think I sent you it. I'll send you it if you want. It's called personal revolutions, the short course in realness. And it's ultimately about, um, what we've said about moving from fragmentation to wholeness and you either resist or you accept, but if you resist, life you will you will be miserable that's the main thing that yeah that's the main thing that causes problems i i I always say it goes friction frustration and then misery so if you become um, a control freak ultimately for whatever reason and you resist life you will cause friction for yourself and that friction it will manifest as anxiety and if you keep resisting that friction will turn to frustration and then if you keep resisting, that frustration will turn to misery. And the reason it will turn to misery is because you've stopped moving. That's the only thing ultimately that causes people problems in life mm-hmm. is that we take ourselves out of this natural flow, this natural flux, this natural pathway that you've, you've talked about from being a fragmented being that thinks you're disconnected to realizing, oh, okay, actually I'm, I'm part of all of this. I'm, I, everything is part of me. And that if you move with that and you embrace that, then actually life will be exactly what you need it to be or what you want it to be. Um, I don't know if that really answers the question, but that's... that's Amazing. Yes. You know, I've spoken with so many people and I realized from talking to you how unusual you are. I, I don't know, your depth of wisdom about life at, at really like a kind of young age is really, it's just very, very refreshing to hear this. I, I, and I, I, that's why I wanted to ask you. And now I understand when a person has really faced death in the face, you know, Mm. you have a whole different view of life and your, your appreciation 
just grows and you see, I mean, you even see yourself what gifts you've been given in your difficult circumstances, you know? Yeah. I mean, you, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, thank you for saying that. I'm, you can definitely come on this podcast again. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, like th- this is the thing. Like it comes back to the gratitude thing. So like, yes. even though I, I, you know, I went through this thing with my health, whatever, like I don't, I'm not bothered about that because it turned out to be a blessing. And that's yes. only, the reason it became a blessing is because I accepted it. It always comes back to acceptance. And if you accept it, you can't help but be grateful because if I, by accepting it, it showed me who I really am. It showed me what I'm capable of. It made me more fearless. It made me uh, not worried about losing things. I realized that you, like, this is something I'm always saying all over the place. Um, you can't lose anything real. If it's real, it's always real. Because what we've said about transcendence, okay, you can always go deeper, but transcendence just means that you're getting closer and closer to accepting what is whole. You're accepting the truth, and the truth is always true. So what's true about me, what's true about you, is never not going to be true. That's the way I, I see it, and I've experienced it. And so even if you go through these, uh, these kind of obstacles, these trials and tribulations, whatever you want to call them, you don't lose anything real. You can't lose anything real because you're always connected to it. And so in life and in the creative process, it's the, the same principle applies. You go through life and you face these obstacles. Well, actually, you, it, it just reveals, it refines the soul or your connection to the soul. Like you said, it shows you who you really are. That's it. Yes. It just removes the illusions. You can, you, you, yes. can lose, you can lose the illusions. You can let go of your ego. You can't kill the ego. People are always talking about killing the ego. You start, I'm, I'm ranting now, sorry, but you can't kill the ego. You just realize that it's not real. And then you start accepting the reality and boom, you're flowing again. Life is good. And it's the same in the creative process. At the start of a creative journey, you might have a bunch of ideas, a bunch of assumptions about where this journey is going to take you, who you are, what you want this to say about you, what you want to express, whatever it is, all these different ideas but some of those ideas at the start of the journey will be unreal. They'll be based on the illusions that we've picked up because of our emotional stuff, the shame, the guilt, the trauma, yada, yada. And as we go down that path from fragmentation to wholeness, from the sensual stuff only, or the needs of the body, the needs of the ego, the needs of the mind, to the transcendental stuff that you're sharing, as you go down that path, all that happens is you see what's real and what's not. And at the end of that, you've created something. Okay, yeah, a book, a painting, a podcast, whatever. You've created, <laughs> you've created something, but as a consequence of creating that, you have seen where you have been unreal before, and you've got a more solid foundation of what's real if you've gone through that process with a real attitude of gratitude and all that kind of thing. Yes. That's it. You, you, you get to the roots of who you actually are. Yeah. You, yeah. And from those roots, that's how we can grow because <laughs> we reconnecting to the core of our being. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and also like part of the process of generation is, is decomposition 
you know, so when we go through the painful times, like actually when your body in a sense was suffering and there was decomposition happening, that's what happens with a seed, you know, underground. It decomposes before it starts sprouting. That's, that's Mm. all of us, you know, that's, that's, that is the process. And it's, it's, it's learning to trust in the goodness of the process. When you say acceptance, it's acceptance, I feel, with love. Mm. Um, mm. We, can be, we can be accepting that, oh, my life is just miserable and that's just how <laughs> it's going to be. And I'm just going to stay in bed the rest of my life and accept that. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. accepting with love is like, mm. Mm. even if I'm bedridden, even if I'm bedridden, I can still be creative. Mm. Even from my bed, you know, I, I know some people, they could only move their eyes and and with their eyes, they have a special computer program to write books. It's incredible. That's the only thing moving left, the only Mm. muscles moving. (laughs) It's so amazing. I mean, um, this is the human spirit Mm. that, that just wants to rise and create. And we, we, we were just put here for joy, you know, mm-hmm. in this mm-hmm. garden, but we've, we've, we've gone away from that, but mm-hmm. we can come back to it, to come back yeah. to our real selves. Yeah. I love it. Like I always, um, I always think like, nihilism and spirituality Mm. they're not that different the only difference (laughs) the only difference is nihilism basically says everything is empty nothing means anything it's just empty so i'm gonna stay in bed all day i'm gonna you know i'm in the ego basically i'm not moving i've taken myself out of the floor like everything's everything's empty that's what some people say and okay you can live like that and it kind of makes sense. And mm-hmm. spirituality is basically the same thing because they both say at the end of the day, whatever happens to you, it doesn't really matter. So be it, right? But nihilism is about emptiness. Spirituality is about being full. And if you can understand that, that everything is full, full of life, full of joy, like you said, then you can't help but this sounds really cheesy. You can't help but move and be moved by life. That's the only difference between the two. They both require a kind of acceptance. But if you see it as being full, well, then you're going to understand that you're connected to everything and blah, blah, blah. Again, it's the illusion of separation versus a, you know connection and things like that. But real life, I think, and the creative process is just about that. Filling yourself more becoming more full, realizing how full life is. And yes. then uh, when you understand that about yourself, um, you know who you are, and then you, you can give more as well. This is something you said actually in the, the previous yes. conversation we had. Um, yes. sh- should we go down that, that rabbit hole? What, what do you think about the whole giving thing in relation to this? Yes, because our cup, you know, becomes so full that we're spilling over. That's exactly it. You yeah. know, it's, it's, it's pouring out because we want to give. It's, it's a natural state. Um, 
and, 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 and our existence is all about that. Would infinite light had to um, um, give the illusion of of retracting in order to make space to give. Mm. In other words, um, there couldn't really be an other when there's infinite goodness. So there was an illusion of retraction in order to be able to have that expression of giving um, and for us to receive. And that's why really our purpose here is to enjoy and recognize all the goodness here and um and that part of that is giving back we that's our way of you know you 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 can just lie in a hammock for so long you want to do something good and give back to the world from all the joy you're experiencing and that's mm-hmm. that's what this dance is all about you know yeah. so um yeah, there's there's an inter, there's an interplay between everything, and because it's all connected, I always say life it's just one big relationship having a relationship with itself, uh-huh. and uh-huh. you either you either engaged in that relationship, or you kind of pretending it doesn't exist. And if you're pretending it doesn't exist, that's when you become dissociated and all that kind of stuff. You've locked yourself off in in a little box called identity, right. ego. So this idea of giving back. I, or not even giving back, just giving. I just think, giving. yeah, that's yeah. our, like, there's no, uh, it's not necessarily a, um, a tit for tat kind of agreement. Right. Like you're, you're not giving because you expect to receive. You're just, right. you're giving because it's real, if that makes sense. Like if you're, yeah. It's flowing through you. So it's just flowing. The energy is flowing. That's, that's how it works. It, it you know, when wow. I wake up in the morning, uh, and the, and then the, the ideas just come. They just like plop down like rain. They just pour into my brain. I don't even know where they're coming from, you know. Uh, and there in. they are. Oh my goodness! I have to catch them all. It's just <laughs> pouring down, you know. And yeah. it, it, it it amazes me how that yeah. works, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I think it, I think it's because you're not well, like you just said, you're not blocking yourself with this. Um, you know, the ego stuff, but you, you're not trying to actively seek out these ideas. And it sounds like the way you're living, you're, you're giving yourself to the world. And then these things can swim up. These ideas can swim up from the unconscious so that you can make them conscious and uh, then give more of them. It's like a, 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 what's it called? You know, like a self-fulfilling spiral. That's, that's not what it's actually called. The, the machine is like a, I can't remember, but basically a machine that keeps giving itself more and more energy, perpetual motion machine. It just keeps going and going and going and going because you haven't blocked it. And so the more it goes, the more it goes, if that makes sense. Yes, because we're we're all, we all have sparks of the infinite intelligence within us. We mm. all have sparks of the infinite loving kindness within us. So it's all... We're all a part of the same energy. It's flowing between all of us. And like you said, some people get blockages. And, you know, we believe this is not all there is. This is not the only lifetime. You'll be back if a person, you know, dies from a drug overdose, God forbid. You know, they suffered so much. They couldn't overcome their challenges, their painful childhood in this life. 
Mm-hmm. They'll be back again. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll be back again because <laughs> their spiritual energy is going to someday shine. I mean, that mm-hmm. every one of us is here for this. So we, 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 sometimes the abused one becomes the abuser in another lifetime. We, 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 we experience these different things. It's, it's, it's fascinating, but we're all connected for an ultimately good purpose. That's, mm. that's what changes. That perspective changed everything for me from a, a world of grayness to a world full of color. Mm. Yeah. Like as you're talking, it's making me think about the connection between the gratitude thing and the giving thing. And I'm, I think like a way of circumventing a lot of the blocks that we have is kind of learning to be grateful yes. for the opportunity to be here to give something. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, like yeah. If you, yeah, yeah. Like if you're stuck in the ego thing, you don't want to give. You're thinking like, you know, even with your creative work, what am I getting out of this? If I write this book, it's going to make me look good. It's going to do this. It's going to make me loads of whatever it is. But actually you need to be grateful to just be here experiencing life so yes. you can give these things to people. I think that's yeah. the way, to, that's the way to do it. I think. Yeah. Just, 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 just the joy that you experience when eating the orange, mm. you are giving amazing positive energy into the world. Mm. It, it, mm. It, we don't know how that energy is radiating. We, 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 these are things we can't understand at this level. We can't see it. Mm. We can't see the spiritual energy. We can't measure it. And it has tremendous effects. Wow. Yes. And that, that actually comes back to the trust thing as well. Like, we can't explain how all of these things work. Or, like, we can't guarantee that we're going to get the results that we want from life by right. living in this way. But if you trust, then it keeps you open and then yes. if you're open, you're more likely to receive. And if you're more likely to receive, then it's because you give in and blah, blah, blah. All of these things that we've said in this conversation, they're linked, of course, because that's, that's how it works. But it, there's like a wider theme, which is of, I don't know, as you go down the ladder or as you go up the ladder, you become more giving, but that makes you more real. And then you're going to receive more because you're in the, I don't know, the flow of life. Uh, somebody said something similar, actually, on a, another episode of this podcast. They, they said, you know, if you're open to receiving, then that's basically all you need to do. But I think this huh. giving thing comes into it as well. Beautiful. It, it, let's say a person went through terrible trauma as a child and they don't trust the world. Well, then, you know, just keep mindfully eating oranges. That's it. Just just experience that orange. Practice, practice recognizing that you are a person receiving loving kindness this very moment. Mm. Enjoy it in the fullest way possible. This is what takes away the blockages little by little. Mm. It's, it, 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 giving self-compassion that the person may have never gotten as a child give it give it through the orange experience it experience that this orange was made with infinite wisdom and loving kindness for you to enjoy wow 
there is love. There is ultimate love and care in the world. Even if you didn't experience it as a child, bring it into your life in these tiny little ways. Yeah. This is how this is how we open ourselves up to let to to, to nurture that light within us. Do you know what I love about that is you've made a really important point, which is that you don't have to do anything grand or sweeping or massive to just appreciate life. It's just there everywhere. Like in these little details, you wake up and you look out the window, there's like a bird flying in the sky, whatever it is. Yes. it, It comes back to that thing you said right at the start of this conversation, which has gone really quickly, which was about recognition. Like, when you, you know, you, you're feasting on the orange and you've been mindful and you're appreciating all these things, you, it's just recognition. You're just getting out yes. of your head a little bit and you're recognizing that, yes. oh, okay, this is real life. All this crap going around in my head, that's not real life. That's just a product of where I've been and what I think I've, I've experienced and who I think I am because of it. The real yes. life is, is those little things that make you recognize how powerful everything is. Yes. Yes, mm. and and creativity comes through that breakthrough. All those breakthroughs mm. of of getting clearer and clearer about wow. about life's truths. Yeah, right? recognizing more and more. That's amazing, um, Bracker. I think um, we've covered so much ground in this conversation, <laughs> but I've I feel super energized now. Like I'm not even joking. Like you've pumped me right up. Um, so thank you for that. Um, have you got any final words or anything like that that you'd like to share just to kind of, I don't know, summarize everything we talked about? Um, and also, do you want to tell people where they can find you online and all those kind of things? Well, the first law of thermodynamics, energy is never lost or destroyed. Mm. That That is the source of all the creativity. Energy is never lost or destroyed. That's the first law of thermodynamics. It is flowing. It's flowing in you. It's there. Even with any blockages a person has, it's still there. Mm. We can reach it. It's still shining. That light never goes out. That's it. It's that thing. What's real is always real. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for all the wisdom. Well, thank you you too, Brecken. Like, honestly, I really appreciate this conversation. It's been amazing. (laughs) Me too. I, 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 I'm, I, I'm, with everything you've been through, you came to such an amazing place. And oh, you want oh, my, my books are available at getsbookshop.com, and gets is spelled in a funny way, G-O-E-T-Z. Getsbookshop.com. You can meet all my books there. Brilliant. I'll share that in the show notes as well, so people can uh, click the link or whatever. Um, Bracker, thank you so much. Honestly, that was amazing. Thank you. You're amazing. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Bye.